0: you
1: This is the Glenn Beck program.
2: This is the Glenn Beck radio show, and I am Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. I'm live in Phoenix, Arizona, where I'll be speaking later today at America Fest for Charlie Kirk and Turning, <clears throat> Turning Point USA. I'm going to be talking about uh, later today and during today's show. Why men need to stop apologizing. We need to be fearless. America's history inspires gratitude, not shame. We have to get our minds right for 2024. It is going to be chaotic. It is going to be chaos like we haven't seen before. And if our minds aren't right, if we're still in the mentality that we owe everybody an apology, We're going to get our brains beaten in. We're going to get slaughtered. We have to win the war between the ears first if we're going to save America. Stick with me, 888-727-2325 if you'd like to join me in this conversation.
1: feeling overwhelmed by thinking about the holidays and the extra expense that comes with it. I know how hard holidays are when everything is more expensive and your credit cards are already pushed to the max. Now is the time to pay off that debt and get your finances under control before the holiday season is finished. And I mean, that's going to be hard, but you need the help of American Financing because they can actually do it. If you're a homeowner, American Financing can help you access the equity in your home for instant savings. Start the new year with a clean slate. American Financing is saving homeowners just like you an average of about $800, $26 a month. Think about how that money could help your family. And if you start today, you might be able to delay two mortgage payments, giving you that extra cash flow to pay off your holiday spending. It costs absolutely nothing to find out how much you can save. So call American Financing, their salary-based mortgage consultants today. Call them at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, org.
2: All right, welcome back to the Glenbeck Radio program. Jason Whitlock, Fearless with Jason Whitlock on Blaze TV. If you'd like to join and become a part of the Fearless Army, I'd love for you to go to youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock and join, hit the subscription button, join the Fearless Army. We produce content like this every day, trying to inspire men to live righteously so that we can save this country, and that's part of my conversation today and part of my conversation for all of twenty twenty four white men have to stop apologizing, and we have to remove ourselves or remove our mindset from the belief that we owe everybody an apology, a debt and and this is where today i'm going to be talking about this at here at turning point u s a Uh, at at Amerifest, and I'm wondering how it's going to land with women because I'm going to argue that we don't owe women a debt, that our history, that pop culture has defined as so sexist and so unfair to women, and oh my God, if we had just treated women fairly, a woman would already have been president. A woman would already be an NFL head coach. A woman would already be the star quarterback for the new England Patriots or the Buffalo bills. A woman would be the leading scorer in the NBA. If we just hadn't been so sexist, have we really been sexist? Is that really America's history or has this, New generation of idiots and liars. Have they spent the last 60, 70 years promoting a fantasy world, a world based on feelings, not reality? Because the reality was, and and again, I, I, I love these feminists and people that make the argument that, Oh, God, it was so unfair how america was women didn't even have a right to vote until suffrage and susan b anthony and and uh, so i'll start there about what a vote used to represent a vote used to represent the concerns the needs the the agenda of a natural family. Man following God, woman following man, man and woman creating children. That was the natural order. Marriage is a biblical creation. Marriage was created by God. Don't believe the secular crowd that thinks man-made marriage. God made marriage, and God produced the natural order, and God produced the man-serving God, woman-helping man, man and woman rearing and developing children. And so back when marriage ruled America, all you needed was one vote. And the man is the head of that household cast that vote. And he cast that vote for the concerns of his family. Because those of us that were believers back then, man and woman became one in Christ. And all you needed was one vote. That's what they believed back then. Now we're changing all that up, and there's two individuals in a marriage. Or we redefine what there is no marriage, it's just a group of individuals. And every successful society has been based on the natural order of family. And so, oh, God, women didn't get to vote. Because families voted and they only needed one vote and they were so tied together that all they ever thought about was one vote. And because they believed in the biblical order, they didn't have an objection to the man casting that vote. Yes. Were there an angry uh, dissatisfied there's always going to be the angry and dissatisfied and the complainers in every society and they manipulate the conversation so that it, it appears they reflect the views of the entire society and what's best for everybody but but let's go a cut deeper about this mistreatment this historical mistreatment of women and oh my god the whole workforce was defined by men well let's dial the clock back to the 161700 is it the technological advances that have convinced women that in the 161700 they wanted to do what men did is it the technological advances that have convinced Delusional women that in the 17 and 1800s they wanted to do what men did. I believe it's the technological advances. Now that you can hop on a laptop and DoorDash will bring a meal to your door. Yeah, now you wanna uh, you wanna be equal to men. Now you feel like, hey, uh, <clears throat> I can do what men did and do. Women didn't feel that way in the 16, 17, 1800s. Because when men went out and hunt and killed and, and did all that farming, women were sitting there going, whoo, on average, I'm three to six inches shorter than the man. I have uh, maybe 20% of his overall strength. I have a womb that I have to protect and want to protect. I don't want to be out taking all the risk and doing all that hard physical labor that men do. I'm not built for that. That was the mentality of women in the 16, 17, 1800s. They didn't want to go out and wrestle and fight with Indians. They didn't want to go out and kill deer and hunt buffalo and farm and do all the, the hard physical labor that went along with providing for a family. They had their own set of hard physical labor that they had to do as it relates to bearing, caring, nurturing children, maintaining a home. You know what kind of work it took to clean a house before everybody had a vacuum cleaner in their home? before there was Windex, before there were the little Clorox handy wipes, before there were dishwashers, before there were Orkin men that came and sprayed and kept bugs and other things and rodents out of your house. It took real work. And that's where the customs and traditions came from. And, and, and before the mentality was my body, my choice before the mentality was that a child was a luxury that lived or died at the discretion of a woman. Women had a different agenda, a different set of values, a different set of needs and concerns. A child was looked at as an asset, and I'm not saying there weren't some women that in the 16, 17, 1800s didn't didn't want to abort their babies. I'm not saying that there were no women like that. But the culture, the mentality then was that a child, every child was an asset and to be celebrated. And so women were committed to the care of their womb, the nurturing of children, their ability to bring life into the world was valued and celebrated. They weren't I go, Oh, man. Uh, I don't have a corporate job. I'm not the CEO of some business. I'm the CEO of life. I get to produce life. God gave me the assignment of producing life. What could be more valuable than that? And so this whole mentality of like, oh, man, they set up a structure and a system. And these men were so sexist and so unfair. If they had just welcomed us into the workforce in the 1800s, we would have been out there building railroads. We would have been out there. Uh, igniting dynamite into mountains and paving roads. We would have been doing all of that if men weren't so sexist. They kept us in the home barefoot and pregnant and we were responsible for life. That's so beneath us being responsible for life and the replenishment of the planet. Yes, we were given the number one job, the most important job in all of humanity, the creation and care for life, but that was beneath us. We should have been running a company. We should have been building railroads. We, we should have been CEOs of Companies. We have nothing to apologize for. The traditions of our workforce were a product of necessity. This technology that has come along in the last 100 years has fooled a number of women into believing, oh, Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Nobody knows my exploitation. It's all a lie. Quit apologizing, men. If we stay in this feeble position of feeling like we owe everybody a debt, we're going to continue to surrender to the matriarchy. We're going to continue to undermine the development of our young people and the safety of our young people. I'm going to invite you into the program. I want to hear from you, 888-727-2325. Don't go anywhere. I got more in a minute.
1: MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why MyPillow now has My Towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now MyPillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of MyTowels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherper cotton. This comb ring-spun cotton is is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as twenty nine ninety eight With promo code BEC. you can get the Designer Premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Check out the new My Towel six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BEC or call 800-966-3117.
2: Do you know that the life expectancy for women is, what, seven to nine years longer than men? That's because of the sacrifice of men, of the things we've been willing to do here in America and really across the world. Again, women in control of the creation and the care for life. Men sacrificing their health, their safety, their life for the betterment of women. Women live longer than men. Men go traditionally gone off to war, sacrifice their life for the freedom and the betterment of women and children. And you're apologizing? You're you're apologizing. These women that live in these skyscrapers and high rises and apartments and all this other stuff, who built those things? Who were the roughnecks on skyscrapers falling to their death and injuries? It was men and women weren't sitting around. Man, I wish I could do that. We did that. And I'm not saying we were perfect because we were not. We know that as believers, we were not perfect. There are no perfect people. But all this apologizing, as if, oh my God, you didn't let us play sports. Oh, we wanted to play sports, we wanted to get all sweaty. And play sports like men. We wanted to compete. And if you had allowed us to do that, Angel Reese at LSU, she'd be better than LeBron James right now. They're lying to you, telling you delusional lies based on feelings. Quit apologizing. Mad Men, the the TV show Mad Men, great show. I loved it. I did but it was there to convince you. Look at how awful these men were in the workforce. When the workforce changes overnight and the next thing you know, you got women coming into the workforce and they're your secretaries primarily, and they're serving you in the workforce as your secretary. Did did some men lose their mind and do inappropriate things? Absolutely. They didn't do it alone but absolutely. Did they, did they do it right all the time? No, I'm not arguing that, but they adjusted the best that they could. And we have a workforce and a work tradition and a work culture and standard that's better than any place around the globe. Quit apologizing, men, get your minds right. It's the only way we're going to win in 2024.
1: Back program. For 10 years now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, trust me, they are the only one. Their entire team have been great supporters of this program, also Mercury One, and it's why I'm really proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the exact same coverage you're accustomed to without funding the left and their crazy agenda. The 100% U.S.-based customer service team is going to make switching really super easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for you. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972 Patriot 972 Patriot. Get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. Join me, make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck 972 Patriot.
2: Glenn Beck. Miss the
3: show. Listen anytime anywhere podcasts are found. Stick around. More after the break.
2: Welcome back to the Glenn Beck radio program. I'm Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. I'm the host of fearless with Jason Whitlock on blaze TV. Uh, You can join the fearless army by going to youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. We'd love to have you join the fearless army. You're listening to me lay out uh, basically my message for all of 2024. Men have to stop apologizing. Uh I've asked you to uh join the conversation at eight 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 seven two seven two three two five. I was Monica, you hung up. I was I couldn't wait to hear from you. Monica said she disagreed, but uh we'll go to Eric Eric uh in Maine, I believe. Uh Eric, uh be quick but don't hurry. I'm in
3: Portland, Maine. How you doing, Jason Whitlock? Pleasure to speak to you. Uh I've been following you for years and uh I can't. I cannot agree more. I can't tell you how refreshing it is to hear someone actually say what I... I, I think it's been prevalent for a long, long time. You talk about Hollywood. I haven't watched, much like everybody, I would imagine. I haven't watched Queen Latifah be the equalizer and be a superhero. I haven't watched that, but I've seen the promos. And, and I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and I was jammed down my throat. Every sitcom there was, and that's what we did in the 80s and 90s, we sat down and watched sitcoms, and the mom on Hope Improvement was... Smarter than the dopey husband, and every single show was like that. You know what I mean? And and it was just jammed down our throat that guys are stupid, and we owe women this great you know deal. We need to apologize to them, and uh, they just soup us. My Murphy Brown's way smarter than everybody else, and always won all our cases or whatever the hell she did. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I sent my daughter. My daughter recently graduated from an all-girl, a very prestigious school, Smith College, all women. And every time I stepped on that campus, I felt very guilty for having a penis. I had to keep my daughter. I had to remind my daughter that this is a land of opportunity. There are opportunities everywhere, no matter whether you're a man or a woman. And again, Jason, I greatly appreciate what you do on the radio. Thanks.
2: Eric, thank you for calling in. Mike in Louisiana, or is that LA? Uh, Mike, be quick, but don't hurry. Louisiana.
4: Louisiana. Perfect.
2: I can tell by your accent.
4: Yes, sir. Oh. I was just listening to your program, and uh, it was thought-provoking, and I think a lot of these things need to be addressed, and of course, a long time ago, but it did make me or or bring it to mind about more of a grassroots problem, and that has to do where I think you hinted you must be a Christian man, and uh, I believe to uh, be a true seeker, you have to humble yourself before God, and and in that, that's when you can really start to see and learn how to be honest with yourself, and then with others, uh, and then you grow uh, mentally, emotionally, and uh, you can because you can stand up for truth and not have to be uh, received. By people, and you can control your emotions, and uh, still hang in there and keep swinging, keep fighting. Now that doesn't mean you're perfect. I honestly believe uh, that we're all half baked, uh, but we're as long as we're in there fighting, and if we're yielding to the uh, our, our, our authority, which for me is Christ, uh, I believe then we can. He gives us the unction. Uh, to push forward and it's not a matter you know pretty much he's taking care of our ego uh in a lot of ways not completely of course but at least it's not a major speed bump uh, mike
2: i appreciate the call thank you for chiming in great job uh sarah sarah in north carolina be quick but don't hurry
4: yes
5: hello um I was listening to what you were saying earlier, and while I don't disagree with you to a point of, like, anger or disgust, I do have some thoughts. First, I would like to know how many women have you personally, like, interviewed and talked to about this subject to see how they feel? Because a lot of us don't feel that way. I don't feel that motherhood is beneath me, but in today's world, women are practically forced to work. Um, men certainly aren't the providers that they used to be, and it's
2: part Sarah who forced on, on who who I forced guess. you to work who who forced women to work?
5: Well, gosh, it's either that or not have a home, not eat any food. What would you suggest I do otherwise? I mean, I'm uh, married for money, you're right, you're right, but I feel that
2: Sarah, you're not married press,
5: oh no, I am married to a wonderful man we have an equal partnership. Um, we both work, we both pay our bills. We both vote. You know, I like having representation for my taxation. Um, I don't feel like motherhood is beneath me and I don't feel like many women feel that way.
2: How about do you you feel obeying your husband? Is that beneath you?
5: Not at all. We talk things out. I mean, obeying makes me feel like a child or a pet and I am his partner. I, I that's partially where we disagree. This whole the woman, Sarah.
2: Do, do you believe in family. being a help meet or are you you're his partner? I mean, is, is your marriage is your based on b- uh, biblical values, or or your own? I'm I'm asking sincerely.
5: Well, I'm married for love, and I think there are some biblical values involved in that. Um. I don't marriage think is a completely
2: biblical concept. I don't, I don't know if it's a, it's a completely biblical concept. With, without the Bible, without God, there would be no marriage.
5: Well, then I guess the short answer there is yes. But my main point is I, I think as the world has changed, as we've gotten vacuum cleaners and dishwashers, I think it's admirable that women have found other ways to be useful in the world. And a lot of us wish that maybe we could stay at home and be homemakers. Uh, and also the pool of men out there. I feel like if you're going to say, don't apologize to women, you should at least say, step it up a bit, men.
2: men oh, we definitely to, we need to, to step them. it up. I don't. I, there's no doubt about that. Now, again, most of my show is about men needing to step up. But <clears throat> part of that step-up process is to quit apologizing because as long as you feel like, hey, there's some debt I owed and I, you know, and my ancestors did all this wrong and I got to make it up. I got to pretend like, uh, I'm in a partnership relationship when perhaps, you know, I, I need to be in a marriage where I'm serving God. My wife is following me and we're rearing our children, uh, again. But w- when you get into that apologetic mindset, you start making compromises and you start say, Hey, you know what? I'm in a, 50 50 partnership here. And, and you know what? Uh, We need a 4,000 square foot house. And so both of us need to work, even though you may have grown up in a 1200 square foot house and been perfectly happy. And and so you start making a bunch of compromised decisions that don't lead to the best results. And I, I think if men and women were to evaluate the children that we're rearing and producing, they're not as good as the children that were reared in a different culture than the one we have now
5: absolutely and my husband and I would love to have a child but again the environment in the world today you know i know people say oh you should have a child to change you know change you got to shoot Maybe them arrows
2: sarah you're very you're very blessed to be in a marriage with someone you love and hopefully someone who is following God and you should be having children and and you shouldn't let the world convince you that not having children is the right thing to do for the world. That that's actually a satanic mentality. But, but, and again, this may be and I'm way on the outside, but you know, your husband should be a leader in this, in, in, you know, trying to get you to understand, don't fall for this secular BS that this whole thing of, Oh, but we got to protect the planet and don't have kids. Uh, that's just not true.
5: Time for one more question or do you have to move on?
2: No, go ahead, Sarah.
5: What would you say to women who cannot produce children? What is their purpose?
2: Uh, there's a lot of other purposes and, you know, again, being a meet to a man in a in a biblical marriage, uh, you know, th- there's. I think that's honorable, desirable, fulfilling. It, it, it's not. I think we think we're here on this planet to uh, live out our dreams and and uh, whatever we think makes us happy. And I think the truth is, you know, we're here to serve God and be obedient to God, and that's where our true fulfillment and happiness uh, will come from. And But we've been programmed, and, and trust me, I've been a part of the programming in terms of, I've been brainwashed as much as anybody into thinking that, you know, pleasuring myself at the dinner table, pleasuring myself with women, and, and strip clubs and all that other stuff is more important than being obedient and a servant of God. And so I, I think there's a lot of things women can can serve God, serve biblical values that that don't have to do with being children, that don't have to do with having children.
5: I agree. I agree. Well it's nice chatting with you and I, I appreciate you allowing me to speak today.
2: Thank you, Sarah. Nicole in Illinois, be quick but don't hurry.
0: Hello, Jason. How um, are you? I was just, I, I'm all right. I was calling this morning because everything that you're saying is accurate. um I'm not very old. I'm old, but I'm not very old. I'm 37. I. Unfortunately, was I, I'm on my second marriage, but in my first marriage, the one thing that I did appreciate was I got to stay home. I got to live the life that a woman is meant to live, and I get that, you know, with the way that society is and everything, that women feel that they need to, I don't even know how to explain exactly what they feel they need to do, but... Biblically, the woman is the person who keeps the home safe. The person who takes care of the husband so that the husband can provide for the family. Homeschooled, I took care of the house. Um, Can you you do things to help provide from home? Yeah, I ran a business from home where I sewed children's clothes and I sewed clothes for my children and there, This idea of feminism today is not at all what true feminism is. It's kind of scary that women feel the way that they do because it, it's not biblical and it is not helping society in any way, like any way at all.
2: Nicole, thank you for chiming in. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a short break here. 888-727-2325 is the phone number to call. More of your calls when I return.
3: This is the Glenn Back Program.
1: I want you to meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic who loved and supported her, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat on a free ultrasound, she chose life.
5: When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him.
1: By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, the baby's chance at life doubles. Please, if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies and right now through a match your gift is doubled to donate dial pound 250 say the keyword baby that's pound 250 keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash back that's preborn.com slash back sponsored by preborn
2: all right welcome back to the glenn beck radio program jason whitlock sitting in for glenn beck I apologize. I can't remember the woman's name, and I don't want to call the wrong name, but uh, the woman had called in and said, when I asked her, like, hey, is there something wrong? Do you believe in obeying your husband? And she said her response was that, well, I don't like the word obey because that makes me feel like a child and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and so I just want everybody to understand. I used to think the exact same foolish way about God's instructions. Well, that's foolish. That makes me feel like a child. And that's why I committed a lot of sin, unrepentant sin. Cause I thought, Oh, that's silly. God wants me to do that, but that's silly. That makes me feel like a child. I want to do what I want to do. The, the, The woman doesn't know that's what she's telling me, but, but that is what she's telling me. Like, that what's in the Bible is for children and it's beneath her and it doesn't make her feel good. And, and, and I'm telling you, I've made the exact same mistake, not that mistake, but similar mistakes of things that are in the Bible. And so I I would just like to read for the woman Ephesians 5 22 wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, and this is 23 for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Uh, Ephesians five twenty four. Now, as church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Twenty five husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Twenty six to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Ma'am, I'm just telling you, it's not silly. It's not childish to obey God. It's prudent. It's wise. It's smart. It's what we should do. I've made the exact same mistake as you the exact same mistake thinking God's instructions were silly and beneath me. Don't make that mistake. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to take more of your phone calls when we return.